When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. We are kicking off our mini celebration of USA shows with a look at White Collar, which fits really into USA's like whole aesthetic, I think, the best of the three shows we're going to be talking about. I mean, it's got the quick camera movements, the quick like flashy camera stuff showing New York and it's kind of like burn notice and suits and stuff, which I was, which I want to say for the record, in case anybody asks me, I was going to do burn notice, then I had to remove it for a reason. And then I wanted to do suits, but not a single one of my panelists would sign up for suits. So blame my panelists for why we're not covering that <laughs> <laughs> during this time. But I, I roped, I roped my podcast brain twin Jen into white collar because white collar if you don't know, stars Matt Bomer. And Jen loves Matt Bomer, maybe even more than I love Matt Bomer. And this was the show that got me into Matt Bomer. And when I heard that she had never seen this show, well, number one, I was filled with shame. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to take your Matt Bomer fan card away. <laughs> I was just shocked. So, so then I said, "You are going to be on that episode, whether you want to be or not." Pretty much. pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jen agrees. So, really quickly, before I have Jen introduce herself and tell us what she's into, I'll just tell you a little bit about what White Collar is about. And this was a show that ran from 2009 to 2014. We are going to be spoiling this. This show is eight years old, so you had your chance. I mean, if you're like Jen and you put it off forever, <laughs> you had your chance to watch this. It's on Hulu right now. You can also watch it for free on Freevee. I have no idea what that is, but that's what it says on IMDb. So check out that for free. You'll probably have to watch lots of, lots of commercials in weird, odd spaces. Oh, God. But <laughs> Or you can watch it on Hulu if you have Hulu. But White Collar is about the unlikely partnership between charming con artist Neil Caffrey, played by Matt Bomer, and straight man FBI agent Peter Burke, played by Tim Decay. Caffrey provides his expertise to help Burke catch other elusive criminals in exchange for his freedom, and together they prove that to solve the hardest crimes, you must hire the smartest criminal. Oh my gosh, that is so corny. <laughs> it is so corny. 
kind of fits in a way. Uh, <laughs> White Collar also stars the late, great Willie Gar Garson as Mozzie. Uh, Tiffany Thiessen as Elizabeth Burke, Peter's husband, uh, Peter's husband, Peter's wife, excuse me. Um, Sharif Atkins as Clinton Jones, one of the other FBI agents. Marsha Thomason as Diana Berrigan, who is also an FBI agent. Hilary Burton, who plays Sarah Ellis. The amazing Diane Carroll as June. Um, and then a bunch of other people are in this as well. But I'm just going to, I just went through those few and we may mention some others. And then just a couple I just wanted to mention a couple quick trivia notes on this one. This was inspired by the exploits of Frank Abigail Jr., who, if you don't know, was also the subject of Catch Me If You Can, uh, who was once a counterfeiter and confidence trickster who ended up working for the FBI. And if you listen to our unauthorized biography episode, you will remember that we said that Frank Abigail Jr., does not like Catch Me If You Can and used to, but doesn't. And the reason is one that I love because he doesn't like how it painted him as a very sympathetic character when what he did was awful. And so I like that reason. He's like, it, it turned me into more of a sympathetic person than that's not the way it should be. So I like that. Uh, Matt Bomer loves to sing and he would sing songs to get them stuck in the heads of the other cast members. In a Paley Center interview, Tim Decay said that one song would be Total Eclipse of the Heart because the cameraman would tell the actors they were turning around to get a shot of another person and that would make them think of the lyrics to the song. So, and go watch the blooper reels because they have blooper reels for every single season of this show. And I think every show needs to do this, period. And they are hilarious. So really, you need to go watch them. I mean, Matt Matt Bomer is really funny. So I mean, they all are, but go go watch those. They're all on YouTube, and that's how you can tell how long the show was on in the different years by the quality of the YouTube video, yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> okay. So, but before we dive into White Collar and get into talking about Matt Bomer and maybe the other people as well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jen, what are you into right now in pop culture? Oh, let's see. Well, first, thanks again for having me on. I love being here. And what am I into? Well, let's see. It's been a lot of the white collar uh, the last few weeks. And but in between there, oh, I just watched everything everywhere all at once with uh, Michelle Yo Yao. And oh, that movie is so good. Absolutely love it. I'm recording an episode on it with my brother tomorrow. So I'll have that out at some point. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when my release schedule is. It's every Sunday. I just, who knows what it'll be. Uh, but so I just, yeah, I just finished watching that. It was very, very good. I highly recommend it. It's just, it's funny and it's kind of silly but it's also very like touching and heartwarming and there's it's like the title says it's everything every or you know everything everywhere all at once and there's just there's a lot of different themes going on but it doesn't feel like crowded or um claustrophobic in a way at all it's it's just so really well done highly recommend it so yeah. yeah, I don't know a single person that doesn't love that movie, and I, I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. I just haven't, but I know I have to watch it at some point. Not not like a chore. I just have to watch it at some yeah. point, so I definitely will. So, And oh, let's see. Am I really into anything? No. <laughs> 
I've just I've been watching a lot of USA shows, but that's podcast prep, so I don't usually say that. I don't. I'm not gonna say I'm into this necessarily, but I, I've been watching American Horror Stories, Ooh. and I've watched the first three. I have not watched the Milkmaids one, which is the latest one. Which by the time this drops, there'll be another one out because. I just haven't gotten around to it. And I've also heard it's really gross, like disgusting to watch. So, And I've seen clips of things why. And there are certain things in horror that are really hard for me to do. Like I, I do not like watching people vomit. I don't – body horror I'm very mixed on, so it's very hard sometimes some of that stuff. And seeing a little bit of something, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I did watch the first three. I want to say <laughs> – these are so not scary. And the first one, which has to do with the dolls, you know, the marketing for that when I was at San Diego Comic-Con and having those people dressed up as dolls was a hundred billion times scarier than that episode. The dolls weren't even scary in that episode. They weren't. They weren't even the scary part. Like within two minutes, it was it was a totally different kind of story. So I don't know. I mean, it was it was I liked the first one only because and I think people should watch it because it ties into the third season of American Horror Story into Coven. So that, and I loved the way it tied in there. So I would recommend watching it for that reason alone. But other than, I mean, so it's kind of weird to say I've been watching this, but it's kind of bland and boring. And I don't know if you should watch it, but I keep watching it. So <laughs> that's what I'm into. <laughs> TV crack is what she's into. Like she knows that it's not great and should probably walk away, but just can't stop. <laughs> it's Ryan Murphy, man. That, that person, I think he drugs people somehow, does hypnosis through his shows. And that's, that's why you keep watching because I don't understand it. But I don't, under, I mean, I don't know. The second one does have Max Greenfield in it, by the way. Yay. And Gabourey Sidibe, who hasn't been in Yay. anything there for a while, and they're they're a married couple, and I, that one was Aww. sort of okay, but I don't, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the third one, Drive with Bella Thorne, was and whoever that young I don't know he keeps using these new people that aren't <laughs> as good. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, uh, but that one was really stupid, but. <laughs> the worst recommendation i've ever oh, done hilarious. i love it i, I, I kind of like stuff. it when people are just like oh it's, it's bad and i don't know it always when it's just kind of funny like that it always makes me like okay maybe i will because i've really had no interest in watching any of the american horror stories but i don't know this is really funny so now i kind of maybe want to watch like an episode or two <laughs> Well, and be speaking of Matt, Matt Bomer is in the first season of American Horror Stories. He's in the first two. There, It's a two-parter, and it goes back to Murder House. Oh. I didn't like it, but, uh, <laughs> 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 but I watched it. <laughs> this is the best. I love it so much. It was awful, but hey. <laughs> Ryan Murphy, you want to come on my show? <laughs> We'll have a great time, promise. <laughs> okay, well, now we're going to get into White Collar, a.k.a. the Matt Bomer show. We are going to talk about the other people because I do love the other characters in this show. And I know, like I said, this was Jen's first time watching this show. 
And I already know a little bit of what she's going to say, but I want to know, Jen, first mm-hmm. off, what are your overall thoughts on this show? So it, it really, okay. So when I turned on the first episode, you know, and I, I read the synopsis and, you know, so the episode starts and it's them teaming up. I was just like, this is the silliest fucking premise for a show. Like I get it, you know, that odd pairing, you know, buddy cop kind of thing. But I was like, this is so fucking ridiculous. And then, and it did take me like, a, like it took me into season two to kind of really get into it and really kind of start following some of the, the storyline. And after a while, it's just, it's, it's a feel good show. You know, it's rated, it's, it's family friendly. It's TV PG. So I do like that. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's a safe show you know, for the most part, you know, nothing really terrible is going to, ha- it's not American horror story. <laughs> Our not main characters are going to be fine. <laughs> and it's just very like kind of nice, you know, Neil and Elizabeth have a very nice marriage and the the friendships and the bonds and the writing's pretty funny and all the stylized shots. So it, it, I, I came around to it and I was like this, and I was like, you know what, this show's fine. It's cute. I, I get it. I get why people are like, love the show. I, I'm not to that point yet, but it's more and more like like I was telling Aaron before we started, I had it on all day. I was watching it like the other day with the family around and the kids are kind of paying attention. Husband's getting into it. But like personally, I just haven't really been into procedurals in a really long time. And that's really what this was for me was just kind of getting back into. Pre- but, uh, but like I said, there's a comfort in that. There's like a safety in that. So I. I came around. I do really like this show. I still don't understand the people that are just like, oh, my God, I love that show so much. Like, good on you. I'm happy for you. But I don't get it unless it's just everything I just said to an elevated level of liking it, which is fine. But it's yeah. So it's it's a good show. It's a fine show. It's fun. It's funny. You get to look at Matt Bomer for like 40 plus minutes. So that's always nice. I do like the banter with him and um, Peter. So, and then, and then I love Moz so much. Yes. Mozzie's my favorite. So. Well, I'm one of those people that loves this show. <laughs> <laughs> Explain yourself. No. <laughs> and I'll be honest, this was not a show that usually that, you know, USA shows because of that slick, quick cut stuff, and they're very slick, and you know their slogan is "characters welcome." That was their slogan for a long time. And granted, one of the shows we're covering next week, The Sinner, is very dark, so it's not like this, like a light thing at all. But <laughs> so to me, it's kind of like on the surface, this was something that maybe I'd watch and wouldn't get into. And I started watching it right before the last season started. And this was when it was on Netflix or something. And I was looking for something to watch. And I'm like, I'm, uh, whatever, this is probably not going to appeal to me at all. And I started watching it and I just love it. And the reason I love this show is I think the chemistry with all the actors on this show is so much fun to watch. This show is just fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, there yeah. are some deeper moments in the show, but it's just fun. It's a light thing that you don't have to take too seriously. You don't have to worry too much about the characters. Yes, they're put in peril and sometimes they're kidnapped and sometimes their lives are threatened. But you know, for the most part, they're going to be okay. 
mm-hmm. and they're going to live to see another day kind of thing. And and it's fun to watch and see how Neil gets away with certain things and their banter, Neil and Peter, their, their banter is really good. And I think Tim and Matt, they have amazing chemistry. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And when you watch the bloopers, you can tell they really got along on set. Oh, yeah. And I think that is essential for this kind of show to work. And so for me, I think it was just, it was so much fun. And it was at a time in my life where finding something like this, where it was light and fluffy and there weren't too many stakes, was actually really needed at that time. So I think it came in my life at the perfect time, which sounds so cheesy, but it's true. And so that's why I love it. I just think it's just, it's it's a blast. Yes, there mm-hmm. are some issues with it. Yes, it's not that deep. Some of the acting isn't as great as some of the other acting. Some of the writing isn't that great. But I still love it. I still adore this show. And I had so much fun watching it because I was just like, oh, I, I forgot how much I loved this show because I haven't watched it since it ended. So it was fun to revisit it. Yeah, and also... You know, it's funny, speaking of Jens, when I discovered this show, shout out to another Jen who I knew through the Mindy Project, and she was the only other person I knew online, virtually, who loved this show. And we used to talk about how much we loved it and how much we love Matt Bomer. That's something that's really... (laughs) I mean, he's... I mean, I don't see how you could not look at Matt. Well, yes, there are people that don't, Mm -hmm. but I don't see how you can't look at Matt Bomer and just be like his eyes his, oh my god his way eyes. he does a, the hat the oh, everything he's just so sexy and fun to watch he's just a lot of fun to watch mm-hmm. so yeah and you can yeah. tell he's having fun so yeah and so you I know and it. like you said when you watch the bloopers and you see that chemistry oh, like that it just looked like it was a lot of fun to work on it looks like everyone had had a blast and everyone mm-hmm. got along and it, so you kind of feel that through the series, even without watching uh, the bloopers, yeah. but I feel like watching the bloopers really kind of cemented that like they they really are just like a big goofy family. And Matt is, I am going to toss his cute butt in the lake because he is the silliest goose. He is so yeah. funny and so just funny. utterly adorable. Like he is the biggest dork and I love yeah. him for that. So <laughs> me too. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm Come on my show, Matt. Please, yes. I will be very professional. I promise. I'm very professional in my interviews. I don't. I, yeah. So, yeah. So let's get to Matt Bomer and his character Neil Caffrey, who is, you know, a thief, a trickster, a art forger, who does not like guns. Um, you learn a lot about his past, and he does have daddy issues. <laughs> He does. He has those daddy issues. And he's a charmer, charmer, charmer. The women just drop their panties when they see mm-hmm. him. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> why? Just... <laughs> but yeah. So, Jen, what are your thoughts on Neil and Matt's performance? I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun to watch. And I can't help but chuckle because it's... It's so silly how amazingly good he is at everything, at all his forgery, his conning. And it's, again, it's just, it's so silly, but it's very, it's, it's like fun 
kind of in that silly way or whatever, but it's, so I really enjoyed it. Very slick. I think he was very well cast because he's got the look, him and his little, him and his silly fedora and his little hat flippy tricks and everything. <laughs> just so fucking cute. But it just, it, oh my God, the fact that he is, <laughs> he is like a professional con man, professional thief to the point where he's, he can do it all. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> it's so silly, but I love it. He <laughs> so it, he's just he's so much he's just so much fun to watch, and the the way he goes about playing these uh, different kind of personal you know personas to to get the con or whatever, and you know, and just and then the way like yeah the the conning or the heisting bits are filmed. It's just a lot of fun to see him, you know, like pick that lock or. I, you know, just, it's just so much fun to watch and I'll, I, I am glad that I watched it because I do like watching Matt Bomer and he's, he's, I love him so much in Doom Patrol, but like you never see his face <laughs> and that's okay because he's still like the sexiest man in raps. Uh, but so it's really nice to get like five and a half seasons of Matt's beautiful, beautiful face and his hair. So, and he's always dressed very nice, you know, all the suits because it's the white collar divisions. <laughs> they have to stop white collar crimes, damn it. Jim. Oh, it's so silent. I just, but it's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a real joy and pleasure to watch in this, in this show. And then, and a lot of that is, is that uh, kind of back and forth and that chemistry that he has with Peter and then Mozzie and Elizabeth. So they all just, it, you know, they're just one big, happy, silly family. And I love it. Yeah, he's, and his gorgeous eyes. I swear, Matt Bomer has the most beautiful eyes you know. ever on this planet. Nobody can beat his eyes. I, I, I Nobody. Mm -mm. Um, and he, you know, I had posted on uh, social media that, you know, I mean, when you watch, when you see him in glasses too, it really strikes you, this is who should be playing Clark Kent and Superman. And I know Jen pointed out he did, voice superman but he was actually down there was um the person who was supposed to direct superman and then brian singer stepped in or something mm -hmm. wanted him to be in the wanted him to be superman so Ooh. he was actually really close to being superman because <laughs> i'm like there's no way you can look at him and not <laughs> think that really honestly he would he'd be the perfect superman and clark kent i mean in my opinion well, hey, who knows with the giant mess that DC and and HBO Overy and everything is? It's HB like HBO Overy. <laughs> My friend Laura came up with that one. That's, that's hilarious. That's so but yeah, but and I love watching him in this because, like you said, he's I mean he's having a lot of fun too. You can tell. And there's a little bit of because um, he started as a stage actor, and so there's a little bit of theatricality to this performance too. Uh, even the way he does the hats, because honestly, something like that, like doing hat tricks like that on paper is so stupid. I will be honest. That's really stupid. That's like a stupid little like thing to have. But the way he does it is so much fun to watch. It's so weird. That should not be as much fun to watch as it is. But the way Matt does that and the character too, the way Neil does that too. And Neil is such an interesting character because He's not, he's done some horrible things. He lies constantly. He'd be the worst person to be in a relationship with. But he also has this big heart. 
And like, he doesn't like guns. He isn't a violent person. Um, he doesn't want to ever really physically hurt anyone. Um, there are times when he feels guilt over taking advantage of certain people. And he also struggles so much with his relationship with Peter because, you know, Peter, he doesn't want to like Peter as much as he does, but he likes Peter a lot. I think he also respects Peter. And I think the reason he respects Peter is Peter's the only one who's ever been able to catch Neil and knows what Neil's up to and can call Neil on things and can catch Neil on things. And I think Neil appreciates that because Neil sometimes is the smartest person in the room. And I think for him that gets old and tiring and he doesn't like that. So he respects Peter for that. And he doesn't like other people that do the same stuff he does. I mean, you know, he like whenever people are violent in his line of work or anything like that, it's a turnoff to him. He doesn't understand doing that. He likes, I think he views it as like a dance, what he's doing. Ooh. And he likes the he likes the movement of it and the the um, plot of it and the ski not scheming but the design of it and the art of it because I think he's also an artist so he likes the art of it I think more than getting money I think it's mm -hmm. it's also about the art side of it that you also learn you know I mean his father was a crooked cop and played by Treat Williams later when you do meet his father who you know is awful <laughs> frankly <laughs> uh, you know and so you know there was a long time when he he wanted to as a kid wanted to even become a cop and then he decided not to once he learned about who his dad really was and you know he lived in witness protection and so he's also got that orphan thing almost going on too because you know he lost his mom and all this so i think he's struggling for that, you know, to find a family. And the only family he was able to find was like with Mozzie and other people like that. And then Peter comes along. And even though they're like, you know, Peter's not that much older than him. I think he views Peter very much as a father figure for him. Not, not an older brother, but a father. Mm -hmm. And even Peter kind of views Neil as a son in a lot of respects. And that's why I loved in season six, they have an episode where Peter plays, <laughs> you know, son. And I loved that too, because that was uh, one thing I do love is even though most women drop their panties when they see him and Neil is great at everything. I love the moments when he's not great at everything. When something happens that doesn't go to plan or when, when some woman doesn't want him or, you know, like, and with that one, it was like, he was trying to charm this woman and she was not interested. And then Peter came along playing an older man and playing like his father and she was instantly smitten with him and i loved that and there was another one where they were like bidding on dates and the woman want you know bid on peter and i like that and then there's the whole one where um that other con artist woman she was like send out the handsome one and so of course neil's like oh that's me and then <laughs> and she's like no guy in the back it's mozzie and that was that was really awesome <laughs> yeah and I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love that it was uh Lita Headley, Hetty, uh seriously from Game of uh Game of Thrones. So I was just like, I always enjoy seeing her kind of pop up in things outside of Game of Thrones, obviously. <laughs> I was like, oh good, you're not a psychopath. No. <laughs> well, so, I never watched Game of Thrones. So <laughs> but that was really entertaining to to watch as well. And and Mozzie kind of just get that little 
nervous a little bit when they're like back at like her apartment or whatever it was just oh he's so cute anyways yeah get to him later (laughs) he is he's he's adorable though but yeah so i i love this character a lot he you know i think you know for the most part i like almost all of the I, i like all the main characters in this show there are some side characters i don't care too much for but i like most of the main the main people especially you know peter and neil and mozzie and and a couple other people in the fbi and elizabeth and stuff so i like the core group there Mm -hmm. and it's one of those where like if you were to take one out it wouldn't work kind of thing so yeah and if you were to recast any of them it wouldn't work so agreed yeah yeah okay so let's get to i said peter burker on the know what I noticed that when you sent it, I was like, I'm not saying anything. I just noticed it just now. Um, So let's get to Peter Burke. All right. Um, (laughs) Let's get to Peter Burke, played by Tim Decay, who is the FBI agent in the white collar division of the FBI. It it always cracked me up every time. they, And I love this show. But every time they'd say, oh, got to go to white collar. Got to go into white collar. Got to go. And I'm like, how many times can you say the name of your show? (laughs) I love this show, but okay, okay, we get it, we get it. You're working in the white collar division. Like, where do you work again? Oh yeah, white collar. Say it again. Say it again. We've made it a drinking game. No, <laughs> but he really wanted to be a baseball player, and he was actually played baseball, and then he hurt. I can't remember what, what, what ligament, not ligament. What anyway, he hurt body himself. Part. What body part? Yes, thank you, uh, Peter Berker. <laughs> Berker. <laughs> I'm sorry, Peter. So what are your thoughts on this character and the and Tim Decay's performance? I really liked Peter and he was really funny. His character, again, and then maybe that's just the chemistry between uh, Tim and Matt and being able to kind of just bounce off of each other. And I don't know, but he was really funny and he plays kind of more of that. Yeah, like that. Um, you know, in, in acting or whatever, the straight man, the straight character, a little mm-hmm. bit more, I guess, kind of down to earth or whatever, however you want to define it. So I thought it was a really great balance with Neil and Neil being the genius con man, professional thief and everything. And then Peter's just like this really amazing, like FBI agent who's really smart, amazing at his job, has got a gorgeous wife. Like this dude has it all. He's the leader of the white collar division and <laughs> what was that Jed? where does he work again i think it was white collar <laughs> but you know he's got a lot of he has a lot of respect from his co-workers and the other fbi agents that are within that uh unit that what is it called again i think it's, it's white uh collar white belt oh white collar white okay. belt. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i should have come up with something so, yes white belt White the white belt division. The white belt division, the white pants. Oh, the white shoes after Labor Day. (laughs) But I so I really liked Peter and I thought he you really get the sense that throughout the season he does come to really care about and for Neil. Plenty of times where it's like he's sitting at home but he's distracted and Al's like oh what's wrong oh you're thinking about Neil like I feel like that happened a lot in the in the series maybe that's just me but I uh and then I couldn't help but wonder I'm like is there like did people ship Neil and Peter 
okay, because I could see that. And I'm, you know, I'm not a big shipper, but I'm like, I think I ship these two. <laughs> <laughs> they just were the cutest little couple, the cutest little old couple <laughs> for younger fellas. But yeah, I, I ended up really liking Peter. And I think Tim is also a very attractive, handsome, good looking, good looking guy. Like there's, uh, and in the last season where he goes in undercover, but he's got to be like a criminal crook type. So they have them all in black because mm-hmm. <laughs> of course <laughs> criminals just wear black all the time. I love it's it. It's true, Jen. It does. I mean, I wear Even a lot Even though of black. they're doing white collar crime. They still <laughs> <laughs> got to wear that black. Oh, so, but I don't know, for some reason when he made his entrance, I was like, oh, well, hello, Peter. <laughs> Where have you been all, all six seasons? <laughs> <laughs> so he was, yeah. So I really enjoyed Tim's performance and and the Peter character and just, again, just that whole vibe between uh, him and and Matt Balmer. They just, they, they're just, they're perfect together. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they really are. And, and you know, when I was watching any of this time, I'm like, I bet you people shipped these two and that there's probably fanfic out there. So I went and looked on AO3. <laughs> I was amazed how much fanfic there was for this show, period. Because I will say, this is one thing I've discovered during my rewatch. People love this they show. They love this show. And I, and I mean, people had to because it stayed on for six seasons. But I was surprised. I'm not saying that because I love this show, but I didn't know too many people knew about this show. So I was like, you know, when I would post little things about watching Matt Bomer so much and doing all this and people were like private messaging me too and going, God, I love that show. (laughs) And, And I mean, I don't, you know, so I'll be curious to see how many people listen to this episode if it's one of our more popular ones because this is one that I would be like, oh, maybe, maybe. And I don't know if it's Matt Bomer or it's just the show overall. I think it's the show overall because honestly, even though I love Matt Bomer a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, I don't think I would love this show if I was just loving Matt Bomer in it because it would be like, you know, you have to like the other characters. And Peter is another reason why I like it. Oh, sorry. I didn't finish my AO3 thing with the fanfic. So there are ones in there, but I was having a hard time finding any that were like, I have to look further and send us some if you find them. But I was trying to find some where it was like the two of them together. But there's a lot of crossover between them and like some superhero show. I can't remember what it was. And I'm like, this is bizarre. (laughs) I wish I could remember which one it was. I'll have to look back again. But like this is a weird combo <laughs> but there were a lot of like you know peter slash neil which makes sense because they do have great great chemistry and it and it's easy to see how people might you know ship them and you know so i i was like if people always ship everybody together so i'm like i'm sure there's some neil elizabeth and i'm sure you know i mean out there oh, yeah. too so but anyway, if you find some of those that are actually them together and aren't just like G-rated, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not trying to be like, I'm looking for the porn. <laughs> wink, wink, those E explicit rated ones. Go ahead and send them my way. Um, <laughs> you can email the show. Or you can slide them into my DMs. Uh, <laughs> 
But I love Peter. I absolutely adore Peter. And, you know, I will say when I first started watching this show, I was kind of like, oh, bland FBI agent, blah, blah, blah. But he's so sweet. He's so sweet and earnest. And he's a bit of a nerd and he's kind of a geek and he's very awkward. And, you know, and I love his relationship with Elizabeth because with Al, because it's so sweet mm-hmm. and they love each other so much. I mean, and to a, it's a very healthy relationship. They also respect each other. They trust each other. They have a great friendship as well. And they have a great desire for each other. And she teases him about what a horrible flirter he is. And he isn't really that kind of stuff. And what and I love there's this scene in, I think it's season four, where they're trying to Sarah Ellis, who is played by Hillary Burton, who is an on and off love interest of Neil's, and we'll get to her when we get to the female female characters. Well, they're trying to set up these pictures, these raunchy pictures these like sex pictures with her and peter with sarah and peter and you know and l and neil are watching while they're you know are there while they're doing these pictures and it is the funniest scene go go just watch this scene because both sarah and peter are so awkward in this especially peter he's trying to be all sexy and And elizabeth's like no uh, honey honey, grab her leg yeah pull her leg up like this and you're just like this is a very secure relationship and you're telling your husband how to grab another woman and Mm -hmm. make it look sexy and you know and then you've got neil off in the background saying do this, do this, Sarah, do this. And they're just like, oh my gosh, shut up. And they're trying to be sexy and it's coming off as the most awkward look up in the world. So I, so it's, so that to me also captures who Peter is because Peter, I think sometimes feels like the nerd in the classroom and he's trying to be really cool. And he, I think he really admires Neil in a lot of ways and almost wants to be him. I think there's a part of him that wants to be him, even though he also gets so disappointed. He's so disappointed every time Neil lies to him and every time Neil is pulling a trick behind his back, he gets so hurt by it. And I think it's because he has so much faith in Neil and he wants Neil to have a better life. And he believes Neil can do better things because Neil is so smart and amazing. And so it is this great love and affection that he has for him. Even I think before he started working with him, and was trying to hunt him down, like when you see flashbacks and stuff, I still think he had a great respect and admiration for him. And so I love that dynamic. And when we talk about the finale, you know, watching Tim in that final season when, you know, we're spoiling the whole thing. So when he thinks that Neil is dead and the heartbreak there, because that's, he lost his best friend, you know, Neil becomes his best friend. And he just, you know, it's just such a, I don't know, sweet and special relationship. And yes, I know it's a trope in shows that do this where the criminal is with the, and they end up becoming friends or if it's men and women, they usually end up having them hook up somehow or something like that. And if this was a, I don't know, a more, you know, if, if, if people weren't so, you know, if, if we still weren't so scared of certain things, I think in a different time, maybe even as around now, they might even have, if. Peter wasn't with Elizabeth, they might even have them become a couple, like Chris. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, so I just I think he's sweet. He's adorable. He's a great husband. He's a great FBI agent. He's like, you know, Neil is like the smartest crook, and Peter is the smartest 
and most ethical FBI agent. He does bend some rules, but whenever he does it, it is in the name of good. Mm-hmm. And it's what he should do. But I, yeah, I, I, I like him a lot. And I guess there could be the argument made with him and a couple of the other characters, even though they're, they're not cops, they're FBI agents, but still same thing. There could, the argument could be made that there is some copaganda, copaganda in this mm-hmm. show. I'm not going to get too heavy into that with this one just because, but there, that argument could easily be made just because you end up loving those characters so much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I think that's an easy argument to make with any show surrounding law enforcement you know whether it's yeah whether it's a it's this one or one of the 16 law and orders it can it Mm -hmm. that the argument can be made for almost all of them i think yeah and i know we talked about that a lot when we talked about 911 that angela bassett's character is very much that kind of thing the propaganda stuff so yeah this episode is brought to you by snapple Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Okay, well, let's get to the other male characters. So you have, of course. The wonderful, amazing Mozzie, played by the late, great Willie Garrison, who is just, oh my gosh, he's so good. And then you've got Jones, who's one of the other FBI agents at Clinton. I keep forgetting his first name is Clinton because for some reason it doesn't fit the character to me. But then you've got Clinton Jones, played by Sharif Atkins, and any other male characters you want to call it. Like there is, um, you know, one other thief that does come in and out, uh, Matthew Keller, played by Ross McCall. You, of course, have um, Treat Williams coming in, playing James Bennett, who is Neil's father. And then just because there are so many Supernatural fans and other people that are also fans of shows that Mark Shepard has been on, Mark Shepard is in the first episode, and then he returns again later on, playing Curtis Hagen. So what are your thoughts on some of the other male characters, any of them you want to give a shout out to or talk about and you have another I, I already know who your other favorite is but <laughs> well I just have to say I absolutely adore Mozzie he's I, I love all his literary quotes he's a conspiracy theorist the moment that he dropped the whole like false false Paul McCartney uh conspiracy I started laughing and I was like yes yes it's one of my it's 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 a silly conspiracy theory but i love it it's a lot of fun (laughs) it's so silly and my husband and i watched the quote documentary the mockumentary about the whole false paul uh theory uh Mm -hmm. years and years ago and you know it's not a comedy this mockumentary isn't it's just the subject matter but the way they detailed like what happened, what supposedly happened to the real Paul McCartney and then all the little Easter eggs throughout, it, it's just, it's so silly. So I thought it fit and it worked. And so I love that Mozzie is conspiracy theorist. He was orphaned and never adopted. Yeah. Uh, the flashbacks with his like bad hair and bad facial hair. I adore <laughs> Like you guys really just did not try at all, and bless your hearts for that because it just it made it that much more enjoyable. I thought, yeah. 
And I just, I think he is the sweetest. I think he is, he's always obviously going to be there for Neil. And, you know, like Neil is his best friend. I don't know if Neil, if Mozzie is Neil's best friend, but I just, I really loved those two. I love the way that they, they worked so well. And he's like the genius techie guy, the, the guy in the chair kind of thing. And I thought it worked. I thought Willie does, did an amazing job with it and was a lot of fun to watch because I knew him from Sex in the City. So I didn't know he was in this show. So that was a really nice treat. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Yay! So I I loved him. I really liked Jones. And then I was reading that his character wasn't his character ended up being becoming a regular. Uh, I don't know if it was like a, a a fan thing or they just really liked the actor or whatever, but they ended up I had read that they ended up giving him, you know, more screen time, a backstory, and really kind of and I thought that was really cool. And so I enjoyed the little bits, you know, seeing. Uh, Jones's backstory, like how he was one of the first guys that uh, was working for the the division, you know, mm -hmm. that one uh, with the, <laughs> the, the color and like the white lace. portion and <laughs> white lace. So I thought that was really, I thought that was really cool that they did that. And they, so he's been working with Peter since like day one. And so I thought that was really cool that they showed that Peter and Jones they've got history they've trusted and respected each other from like day one and i so i was i thought that was really really cool to see instead of just like a flat two-dimensional secondary character they actually did something with the character so i was like yay um really no one else <laughs> there was a lot of like celebrity uh guest spots in yes. in this series so that was also kind of fun to watch to see, oh, you know, who's the celebrity guest in this episode or that one. So that was, I, I did really like that. That's always fun. See some old favorites pop up and be like, oh, you were in this? Good for you. <laughs> like Andrew McCarthy. Yes. <laughs> he actually directs some episodes too. So. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was fun to see. And then there was the one episode and it was like two brothers and their dad or whatever. And the one younger brother, I was like, oh, God, he looks super familiar. And then his older brother, I was like, oh, hide from that 70s show, Danny Masterson. But the younger brother, because they're brothers in real life, he I always recognized him from Malcolm in the Middle. So it was really nice to see him. <laughs> <laughs> and again, yeah. So there really wasn't anyone else that stood out a whole hell. Of, like there was Keller, but he he annoyed me most of the time. So me I didn't really... Too whatever he's there <laughs> he exists to bring conflict and everything and that's fine but yeah definitely i think the only ones mentioning are the ones that you had on the list for mozzie and joe <laughs> if that's all i put on there and then i said anyone else you want to call out <laughs> it's true <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, Mozzie, sweet Mozzie. And then just a quick correction. I don't think Andrew McCarthy directed any of these. Sorry, I was getting confused because he directed an episode of The Sinner that I know Matt Bomer was in. And I remember when I saw that because I was watching it at the same time. I'm like, oh, so they got to work together again in a different capacity. Mm -hmm. uh, but I love Mozzie. Mozzie is, oh my gosh, sweet, sweet Mozzie. And I love that he calls them all suits that he calls, that mm -hmm. he continues to. There are certain times when he slips up. And he said Peter and he said Elizabeth before and 
He said L. Um, and and he's just he's got this heart of gold. Yes, he's a crook. Yes, he's you know all that stuff. And he's you know, but he's so he's like he's got that orphan thing, and he never feels like he belongs anywhere. And he loves Neil so 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 much, like just idolizes him. And I think a lot of times feels left behind by Neil and left out in the cold and feels a little bit like Neil doesn't appreciate him. And I will be honest, I don't think Neil does appreciate him as much as he should. I think Neil does kind of take advantage of him sometimes. I'm not saying Neil doesn't love him because he does, but he does kind of use him at times. And you could tell that really hurts Mozzie because he just, he will do anything for Neil. Mm -hmm. He sticks his neck out for Neil all the time. And he also is only that's always like, you know, you know, this thing, you've, this deal you've got going, you really think you're ever going to be able to trust, you know, Peter. Are you ever going to be trust the suits? And he has got a point there. He does have a point. <laughs> and Neil doesn't always listen to him. And he's, he's incredibly smart. I think sometimes he's actually the smartest person in the room. Uh, smarter than others, you know. But he's mm -hmm. just so sweet. And Willie is just his performance. He's so funny. He's so funny without trying to be funny. He's just mm -hmm. great. He's got great timing, great lines. And I also love his relationship with Elle. I think their friendship is so precious. The fact that, you know, they love wine and the episode where it was a little bit after she had gotten kidnapped and she's like hearing over the radio thing that crime that's possibly going down and you know peter doesn't believe her neil doesn't believe her they all think it's kind of you know she's dealing with the ptsd after her kidnapping that kind of stuff but he does he goes in and he helps and because he's because mozzie is amazing and i love their little thing where they sit there and they're listening in and they're also listening into the people that are having an affair or something and they're and they're just like so into it and so intrigued and it's just, it's such a sweet friendship. It's just kind of kooky. And I kind of wanted more of it, honestly. I wanted to see yeah. more scenes. And I love that he finds out that she's pregnant in season six before, you know, like Neil does. Because it's a sweet way that he deduces it because she's not drinking your wine. And mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so cute. And, and he's just like, I'm going to be the doula. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Neil's on and Neil's like, do they know this? How did Peter take this? It's like, no, they don't know. <laughs> it's so cute and sweet. I love it. And I love when he um when he delivers Diana's baby. I loved that scene too because it was really sweet and how she named the baby after his real name. Mm -hmm. I thought that was precious. And how she didn't reveal that it was him. I really loved that as well. So he's just, he's so sweet. He's just adorable and lovely and amazing and you know i think everybody deserves a friend like mozzie I mean, really absolutely which sounds so weird i guess but not really he's amazing i no, love he him. is amazing he's he's loyal and sweet and all on yeah all all those things and you know yeah with his relationship with l there was i don't remember which episode or when it was but it was like you know Neil and Peter are trying to get information or something from Mozzie and he's kind of like, Ugh, no, I don't want to for whatever his reasons were. But then Elizabeth comes in with like some tea and he's like, well, Mrs. Suit just bought you five more minutes because she has this amazing tea, whatever it was, yeah. and starts sipping his tea. <laughs> it's like, I love that he won't do it for Neil. 
you know, doesn't surprise me. He won't do it for Peter, but Mrs. Suit comes in mm-hmm. <laughs> with some tea and that gives him, which just goes to show the importance of Elizabeth as well. So yes. yeah, I, oh, Mozzie is just, oh, I love him to pieces so yeah. much. He's so sweet. I love him, love him, love him. And then I, I love Jones. I do think they never really knew what to do with Jones. I think, like like you said, I mean, he wasn't supposed to be, like, as big of a part of the show. And then he became bigger. And there's not much written about him, honestly. I mean, he has, like, uh, like one episode that has, like, the big backstory with the woman he was supposed to marry and that stuff. But for the most part, he's kind of just the sidekick who, you know, he, like, doesn't trust Neil, but he likes Neil a lot. And he really admires Peter and they have a good working relationship. And he's one of the only other people that everyone can kind of trust on the team. But, you know, he is unfortunately saddled with that thing of just like, he's just there and he's another FBI agent. And we're going to, you know, we're going to give him one episode. Here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Which, which, you know, happens a lot. But I did, I do like him. I like him a lot. I like watching him and Diana together. I think they're really sweet together. I liked his scenes with Neil as well. And so he was, he was good. It's just, there wasn't, unfortunately, not much given to the character. The character was kind of thinly written, but he, but the actor, Sharif, brought a lot more to the table, I think. Yeah. And then I agree. I cannot, I could not stand Matthew Keller. And every time they would bring him back, I'm like, why are we bringing this guy back? (laughs) I hated listening to his voice. Mm -hmm. I hated watching him. He was like such a caricature of every criminal written through, (laughs) through, through all of time. I'm like, oh my gosh, this, you know, no offense to the actor, anything like that. It's just, he was just annoying and i have to say in the uh, i was so upset that he was even in the finale he was in the final season i'm like why are we bringing this flipping guy back oh he was <laughs> gone he was finally gone um and then we bring him back but i did love when peter shot him in the head <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes he's gone <laughs> oh, finally god he was really annoying i and i did not like his voice and no. i didn't feel like the voice matched the face so i had a hard time with that as well i don't really know what that means but i didn't like the combination on the screen <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i agree it just uh he just was annoying and yeah i agree there aren't too many other male characters really i mean there would be you know the oh that's that person and that's yep. that person and i always love seeing mark shepherd because i i love crowley on on supernatural so i and i like mark shepherd he's he's so entertaining i i saw him at the first supernatural convention i went to and he if you don't like his kind of humor he he's basically crowley when he's at these supernatural conventions and he's very sarcastic and very sarcastic so if you're not okay with that you'd probably have a really hard time with his with his um presence and with his humor but i think he's hilarious i i loved his i think he was one of the best panels i saw and he pops up in uh in doom patrol and he's just a delight in doom patrol as well it just kind of feels like uh a, i i don't know if the character's <laughs> I don't know. I still got Crowley vibes from him, but maybe it's because it's the actor that played Crowley. But uh, yeah, he's a joy to watch. A lot of I love it. Love Mark Shepard. 
Yeah, he's a great character actor. And I, yeah, I really like him a lot. Okay, well, we're going to talk about the women. But first, what I want to talk about with the women <laughs> is I want to talk about man pain. Because um, I think a lot of women are put through a lot of crap in this show for man pain, honestly. And I think it all starts in season one with Kate. And Kate is the woman that Neil loves. I don't under I don't know why because we don't know why. Um, because she's pretty, I guess. But her played by Alexandra. I'm not going butcher this last name. I'm sorry, Dadario. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry, Alexandra. Um, but this is the reason that Neil actually breaks out of prison in the first episode is because he's going to try and meet up with Kate and see Kate and then Kate disappears. And so the whole first season is all about the big, you know, cause this is one of those shows that does like a case a week, but you've got the overarching theme for the whole season and the, you know, running thing storyline, excuse me. And for the first season, it's finding Kate and, you know, Peter doesn't think Kate's any good for Neil. I, I don't know why, because we never really know anything about Kate, honestly. And then in the season one finale, Neil's about to run off on a jet leave with Kate. And Peter's trying to stop him and say, no, you should stay here. You shouldn't run off with her. And then the plane explodes and she dies. Um, and Neil survives. So... <laughs> I wanted to talk about this because it, to me, it's such an example of killing a woman for man pain and for Neil's pain. And this character, <laughs> anyway, so your thoughts on, on Kate? <laughs> I don't have many. I didn't, I didn't know the point or the relevancy of her because we don't see her hardly at all throughout season one. The little bit of backstory we get about those two, it still doesn't make any sense as mm -hmm. to why they are so in love with each other. And like, oh, it's everything, whatever. And then, and then they kill her. And I was like, well, what the fuck point was any of that? Kate could have been any any other person. Kate, Kate could have been Mozzie, you know, and then not have to kill Mozzie off. So I didn't. I really didn't get that. And so even then into season two, where he's still, you know, pining for Kate and wants to find out who was responsible for the explosion and everything. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Cause then it was got to find out about Kate and then this music box. And then who was the other one? Sarah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but we'll talk about her. Yeah. And so it just it didn't really seem to make any sense to me. And I think you're right. I think her character existed solely for Neil's character to grow. And yeah, that's utter bullshit. And so I didn't I, I think after that, I really didn't pay any mind to any of the other women on the show other than our other two main characters, female characters that I really enjoyed. I <laughs> I just didn't care. <laughs> I was like, you're you're all very beautiful women, but y'all kind of look the same. So Neil has a type, I guess. But I was just like, you gave us nothing with Kate. And now throughout season two, Neil's feeling pulled between a dead woman and an alive woman. You know, it was just so fucking weird. And it didn't make any sense to me. So after that, I focused more on Neil and Peter and, and just the, the core group of the cast any love interest for the season i'm like 
whatever. They'll just blow you up for no reason. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought it was really odd to just start a season like that with the, you know, for Kate and to end it like that for the character. It mm-hmm. just, I, I didn't really care for it. So after that, I was kind of like, we'll just watch Matt. Yeah, this character is so stupid because, and I'm not saying that as as a slight to the to the actress at all. It's just there's nothing about her. You don't know anything about her. Yes, later on in season two, you get the backstory of how they met, and really, it's like he just sees her and he's like, she's beautiful and gorgeous, and the next thing you know, they're in love. It's it's like okay, this makes no sense. You don't see any um, any real depth to her or development because the thing, because the reason you don't is she is not important. She serves a purpose. She is like a plot device. She is not a character. She's a plot device. She is there solely to cause conflict with Neil, to cause conflict between Neil and Peter, because Neil thinks Peter is, you know, trying to hide her from him and all this stuff. So she is, and she's the reason he, she's the motivation for him to get out she's the reason for him to search for the truth to certain things. She's, and the other woman actually I think we were thinking of was, was Alex Hunter, which was, in, yes. was another criminal who was also had a relationship on and off with Neil and was kind of in a relationship with him right before he met Kate. Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. But, you know, she has no real purpose. She, I guess she's a thief too. We never get to see how smart she is. We never get to see how brilliant she is. And she's so thinly written that she's just, you don't even care when she dies. I didn't give a crap except for the fact that I'm like, that you roll your eyes because it's like, once again, let's kill a woman for man pain. There were so many different ways you could have done that. So many different things you could have done and not have to kill her. And she really wasn't necessary unless you were actually going to develop her and she was going to become a staple of the show and become an ongoing character. And she's there in the background kind of for his pain. But I kind of didn't even believe that he cared about her except for Matt's performance because I'm like, what was it about her? Her stunning good looks? I mean, that's all you cared about when there's 100 billion women you're lusting after? What made her different? So, yeah, what made her be the one that you would risk everything for because that's what she's supposed to be and you you don't understand it? So, it's just one of those things I wanted to make sure to call out because it really bothers me because mm-hmm. it's like, it, it's because she's a woman and it's just like, we're just going to use her to cause pain for him and make him a more complex, sympathetic character. And she's a plot device. We don't care at all really about her, but we're going to, so we're just going to use her as a plot device and blow her up. I spent half a season two just like, she's not, there's no way they actually just fucking killed her off. She got out of that plane somehow. Seriously, I was like, yeah. she's not actually dead. They're fucking with us. It's going to be the big twisty reveal. And it never happened. I was like, wow, y'all really, like, exactly. Like, what was the point of that then other than to give him emotional pain and angst and then mm-hmm. at growth from there? I don't know. And then I also, yeah, because with the Alex character around the time when Neil first meets Kate and is kind of I felt bad for Alex I was I like too. you're just coming in second place to him pining over this woman that is whatever just boring non-existent and so mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a I, I didn't like that for for Alex 
And I did feel bad for the character. But again, I wasn't really super invested in the character, at least in um, a love interest for for Neil. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're just none of the other female characters, like I said, other than the main two, wowed me. They just yeah. they didn't. Yeah. Well, and let's get to the other female characters then, because we'll talk about them. So you have, of course, a, Elizabeth Burke is probably the main, main, main other female character who's married to Peter, who wasn't around a lot in season two because the actress Tiffany Thiessen was pregnant at the time. So just as a trivia, if anyone's wondering why some of the scenes looked weird with her, like they were green screened and stuff like that, it's because she was pregnant. So they didn't want to make the character pregnant at that time. And then you've got um, another FBI agent, Diana Berrigan, played by Marsha Thomason, who is British. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I had to. I tried to do a British accent, but failed there. You've got uh, Diane Carroll playing June, who, um, whose husband was also a criminal. And she has this amazing place in Manhattan. And, and Neil charms his way into staying there and being a tenant uh, in the first episode, which was lovely. Uh, Hillary Burton plays Sarah Ellis. If you don't know who Hillary Burton is, uh, she was in um, One Tree Hill. She played Peyton on One Tree Hill. Someday we are going to cover that show. We were supposed to do it last year. And because of scheduling thing, it didn't happen. Uh, because I actually really, really love her character on that show, I'll be honest. But she's also known because she's married to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And she was set up with Jeffrey Dean Morgan by um, Jensen Ackles and um, Daniil. That's not relevant to her talking about. <laughs> I just want to throw that little trivia in there. And she's been in the later, uh, more recent seasons of The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, that's right. With her yeah, hubby. That's right. Uh, and then um, Natalie... Morales, who was in the first, I only call her out because I really like Natalie Morales, who's in the first season, a little bit of playing another FBI agent. Nothing's really done about her, but I'm just mentioning her. She plays Lauren Cruz. Of course, we mentioned Gloria Votsis. Sorry, I'm butchering your name. Plays Alex Hunter, who is another love interest of Neil's. We already talked about Kate, so I won't mention her. And then there are other women that pop in and out throughout so what are your overall thoughts on the female characters in this show well i really liked elizabeth i was really excited to see kelly kapowski you know (laughs) because i didn't know she was in you know i didn't know uh tiffany Thiessen was in the show so i was like oh it's kelly kapowski good on you (laughs) and looks amazing and i just yeah you know kind of to kind of echo a little bit uh what we said about Peter and Elizabeth's relationship. I mean, just the the support, the love, the trust, um, the giving him shit. Yeah, about how he can't flirt and how she's like, God, you're really bad at it. Like you hate flirting. And he's like, I know. I just thought, I just I loved this depiction of a happy, healthy, loving couple uh and and their relationship. And how much he respects her and she respects him. And it's just, I, I really enjoyed it. And just the integral role that she plays kind of with the whole crime fighting thing, you know? Um, you know, like I said, she she gives Mozzie tea and it buys the guys a couple minutes, a couple extra minutes with Mozzie. So it's like she knows. She knows what she needs to do to, to help out without, like, overstepping. And I don't think Peter would ever really look at her helping ever really look at her overstepping boundaries i don't think they it, it's like that between the two of them i think 
she's there to lend a hand. She's there to help. And he's more than happy and willing to accept any suggestions or anything she has to offer. So I just, I really, I really like that about the two characters and about Elizabeth. Just, she's just, she's smart. She's funny, gorgeous. And like I said, Kelly fucking Kapowski, y'all. Um, I like Deanna a lot. I, I recognized her. I tried to place her for the longest time, the actress. And I ended up looking her up on IMDb. And so I recognized her from Lost because she was in a handful of episodes. But I was like, that's really all I, I recognized her from. And I thought that was kind of odd. I was like, I feel like I've seen her in a bunch of things. But, you know, popping up in episodes here and there, different uh, sitcoms or other TV shows. I'm like, so I, so I maybe have seen you in other things, but I can't believe it's just lost that that's, <laughs> that was the one that, that was it. Um, I like, I just, I liked her. She's, she's tough. She's strong. Um, she's brave. She's unafraid. You know, she does the undercover stuff as well. She and her wife have a child and I think that's just awesome. And so then she kind of brings in, you know, after the, the, she has the baby, they have the baby and everything. She brings in a little bit more of like a softer mothering touch at, at, at times. So it's like in the last season when Peter's worried about, you know, Elizabeth and the pregnancy or how they're going to be parents. And that's the other thing about Peter and Elizabeth. Everyone's like, you guys are going to be the best parents. This mm -hmm. kid is going to be so oh, yeah. fucking lucky, almost nauseatingly <laughs> sweet and supportive, almost. Um, but she's there to kind of lend a little bit of support to Peter as he's starting to navigate this pre-fatherhood and, and pre-baby life and everything. And I just, you know, I thought that was really nice. So we didn't just kind of see FBI agent Deanna. So, um, liked seeing her go undercover and being capable in, in those scenarios. And so just just a joy to watch. And then June is, how do you not love her? I mean, come on. I, that's all. You just, you have to love her, plain and simple. Everybody else. <laughs> eh. Even Sarah kind of drove me a little nuts. There was times where I was like, you're all right. But then I'm like, oh, you're just, and again, I think that, I think you're right. I think it's these women that serve as like a love interest for Neil are only there for his angst and his pain and you know they peter's teasing neil about like oh sarah's moving in i remember when l moved in and all these things and then you know things don't work out it's like oh my god <laughs> so tired of this <laughs> so really it's deanna elizabeth and june those are the only three female characters that i really 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 truly care about and really enjoyed. And I don't really have anything bad to say about either of them. So good job, gals. <laughs> good job, gals. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I love Elizabeth. And, you know, one thing that I appreciated about her character, as opposed to a lot of the other female characters on this show, because that that's my biggest critique of this show is the way women are handled in this show <laughs> and treated. Um, but one of the things I loved about her is that she is an equal partner with Peter. There isn't like, she's not like the wife waiting at home to make him dinner. Yes, she makes him dinner sometimes, but she also has a career mm -hmm. that's important to her. She also has a head on her shoulder. She's also treated as a smart, well-rounded person. 
And she adds something to the mix. And she's another one of those that she couldn't be replaced by any actress. It's just, you know, Tiffany Thiessen's character. So there you go. Uh, And it wouldn't work without her. And she's got great chemistry with everybody that she's with. Her and Tim have really good chemistry. She's going to be an amazing mom. Um, And I don't mean that in a way where I think sometimes women are just thought of as they just are the wife and the mother. And I think that very easily could have happened with her. And I always appreciated that really wasn't what I think happened. It just was a natural thing. And I, one of the things I appreciate so much in this show with her is in season five, Peter has been offered a job in DC to head like a, you know, the white collar division or be, you know, basically a boring desk job. And he's been offered it. He's going to take it. Elizabeth gets this amazing opportunity there too. And Peter decides he's not going to leave, which has a lot to do with Neil. And he's not going to leave because, you know, if everything going on with Neil, Neil was supposed to be released from, from everything and it didn't happen and blah, blah, blah. So in a lot of shows, <clears throat> friends and other shows, <laughs> the woman would then be tasked to give up her dreams for her husband and to stay there. And she flat out says she's not. She's she's like, I'll just commute and we'll see. I mean, it's just like flat out. There's like, and she's like, I know you wouldn't want me to give this up because you changed your mind. And he's like, yeah, I wouldn't. And I appreciated that. And even though she does end up leaving DC and coming back primarily because she's pregnant, I did appreciate that she went in the first place because that to me shows number one, again, how great it, it is kind of nauseating when you think about how great their relationship is <laughs> in a way. Cause it's like, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's so great that it's unbelievable because I actually believe their relationship, but it is one of those, you're like, Oh my gosh, these people are too perfect together. Mm-hmm. But it's another one of those examples of, you know, cause I could see Peter was actually struggling with that. And I, you could see in his face, like a hesitation, like, wait, you're still going to DC. But then quickly realizing, oh, no, I, you know, this is a once in a lifetime, like she says, opportunity for her. She's not going to turn it down just because he's changed his mind about something. And I so loved that. That was one of the best things they've ever done for any female character on this show, period, because it gave her agency and she wasn't just a plot device. She wasn't just the wife waiting for her husband and hoping that he's OK kind of thing. So I, I loved that. I think Tiffany Thiessen is really, really good in it. I know, you know, yes, everybody thinks of her as Kelly from Saved by the Bell. But also I think at the time that this she was in this, she was playing a lot of bad girls because she had played a bad girl on Beverly Hills, 90210. So I think it was really nice to see her go to this. And I want to say on a total shallow note, she is so damn sexy. She oh, is okay. sexy as hell. Holy moly. I mean, I thought that anyway, but she's just, oh, there's something about her. I, you know, like she's not, she's just, I don't know. There's something sexier about her than some of the other women on this show. I can't point it. It's intelligence. This is well written. I don't know. I don't know. And she does. Yeah. She's not forgettable. Diana. Okay. I love Diana. I do think, and actually her and her wife broke up, like in one of the episodes they were struggling, like before when she was getting oh, shit. the whole like thing when, yeah. Oops, missed that one. <laughs> Sorry. 
it's actually it's actually an interesting moment that she has with Neil where she opens up to Neil and is talking about how she's struggling with because she has to pose in, in um, one of their undercover things. There's a woman that they're going after and they learn really quickly that she's a lesbian and because Neil tries to hit on her and then Diana's like, no, she's she's, you know, on my team is how she puts it. And so she has to flirt with her and go on a date with her. And then this kind of uncovers that she's having marital issues and having issues with her spouse and stuff like that. And so it actually, it's a really interesting moment that she has with Neil and one of the few bonding things. But I did wonder, you know, when you first meet Diana in the very first episode and Neil's kind of flirting with her because he flirts with every girl and Peter kind of makes this remark. And I don't remember the exact words he said, but the whole interaction came off as kind of homophobic, if I'm being quite frank. I don't know. It really rubbed me the wrong way when I was rewatching it this time. And, and I don't know how, exactly how to, it, and maybe not homophobic isn't the right, but it kind of came off as one of those cliche kind of like men lusting after women with women and kind of thing. I don't oh. know. There was something that was really icky about that first thing. And I think it kind of, prevailed a little bit and I always and I wondered when I was watching it this time because if you don't know Matt Bomer is an openly gay man he wasn't out really like he was like it was like an open secret in Hollywood that he was gay mm -hmm. and he hadn't come out out publicly until like I believe it was 2012 and it was after he'd even gotten married and everything and so I wondered watching that I was like and this is aside I don't know anything about this I'm not saying that they were like a homophobic show in general. It was just some of the ickiness there in that scene for some reason rubbing the wrong way. And I'm thinking, I wonder what that was like for an openly gay man to be in something where they were, I don't know, perpetuating some stereotypes in a way there. Uh, so anyway, that just kind of bothered me about Diana is how they treated her. It kind of felt like it was great to see representation and especially, you know, to have a black woman playing the lesbian character was pretty amazing in a lot of respects because usually it would be a white woman. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was nice, but I don't know. There was something about it in the first season that it always kind of, there was like the, some kind of underlying sexism and even some, in some instances almost came off as homophobic in some ways, just a lot of the ways Neil would talk to her. And I was, I was always like, I wonder how Matt Bomer felt playing that stuff. And I know he loved doing this show, so I'm totally probably reading more into this than I should, but it really, really stuck out to me this time. So I don't know. Well, well you know, when we look at the run, you know, the the run year, running years of yeah. the series, you know, like you said, 2009 to, to 14, and it's amazing how much, you know, like the like the homophobic, you know, gay quote jokes and stuff were still yeah. very rampant in entertainment all the way into the mid 2000s, you know, to, to uh, 2014 and even beyond and stuff. And so maybe it was also a sign of the times not to excuse it, but you know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah, I, I get it. It didn't sit right with you regardless of, of why. And so, but it, it does always kind of surprise me when, when I go back and I watch more recent shows, older, but recent shows where those, um, those quote bits are kind of interjected. Just like, wow, we really went that long still making these gay quote, like I say, big quotes, jokes, you mm -hmm. know, they were jokes. So I, I'm 
just speculating maybe that is a part of it as well. Oh it, oh, it most certainly is, I think, because the show doesn't do that through the whole thing. It gets a right. lot better. Like, after the first season, that almost entirely stops. And she becomes a total equal, and there aren't any kind of little, like, jokes about that at all. And there's never, like, anything. And that's why I loved the scene with her and Neil later on when she's having those marital troubles. Because it is the first time that you really see her and Neil like kind of bond in this way that they haven't before. Um, but I liked the character. It's just, that was my issue in the first season is I was just kind of like, Oh great. We've got representation, but we're still going to make little jokes and, and do those gross male, you know, men getting turned on by that, that kind of, that kind of crap. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of, you know, like, uh, uh, okay. Okay. But then later on when they, they're going to get married and, and, you know, and, Neil's like, I would be a great best man. And, and so to me, that didn't, that wasn't the same kind of attitude. It was more like, okay, now we're kind of progressing with the times. It's so gross to me that we say 2009 wasn't, mm -hmm. it's, it's just awful. And we're still bad about certain things. Yeah. But so I just wanted to point that, but I, but I love her and I think the performance is really great. And, you know, British actors can do American accents so much better than American than a lot of American actors can do British accents. I just want to throw that out there because it's incredible. You would never know that in unless mm. you watched her in interviews or watched the blooper reel or anything like that. You wouldn't know that or the trivia because she does go undercover as a British character in one of the episodes. So she uses her real accent. I'm going to defend Sarah Ellis because I actually really like Sarah Ellis. And I really wanted Sarah and Neil to end up together. I think Sarah is the only other female character other than, I mean, and I adore June too. I want to say I, I love June too. I think June was kind of like, you got Diane Carroll and this is amazing. And so it was kind of like this stunt casting almost in a way. Yep. But I loved her. I thought she was awesome, amazing. So not much to add on there. But with Sarah, I what I liked about her was she, even though she was very attracted to Neil, she wasn't instantly like panty dropping kind of attracted to him. She really pushed back on him a lot. She didn't put up with a lot of his crap. And they had a very, I love enemies to lovers storyline tropes. That's one of my favorite tropes in the world. And this is totally enemy to lovers because she testified against him when he got sent to jail. So total enemies to lovers, you know, so I just, and I loved their chemistry together and I thought it was really heartbreaking that she left. And I, I think it was because Hillary Burton was going on to do something else. Cause I was always hoping they'd bring her back in the sixth season, which they didn't. So I was sad when she left at the end of season four. And I thought the fake proposal on the top of the empire state building, when actually, you know, all those words were true was really sweet. And I, I had this, I really like Hillary Burton. I'm so I like watching her a lot. And I thought she was really good in that scene. And it really, really was sad to me that they broke up. But I'm so grateful they didn't kill her. Another, another instance of a woman choosing her career over the guy. And even though I wanted them together and I really wanted her to come back, or I wanted Neil in the end, like there to be like a postscript, like, you know, because she went to like, Paris so and he ended up there maybe they end up you know back together oh, yeah. so you know that could still happen <laughs> we have a white collar movie maybe and they're <laughs> they're together 
so I liked Sarah and it was the only, only relationship, female romantic relationship with Niels that I liked was Sarah. The only one, all the other ones, they were interchangeable. I didn't mm -hmm. care. Uh, they seemed too, too clingy and needy with him. And I didn't like that. Uh, just because I don't like that when women are written that way. And the reason I liked Sarah was she wasn't that way. She was very independent. And I liked that there was never a moment of like him, you know, saying you should choose to stay here with me. It was very much a, you know, I'm going to choose my life and you and I'm going to let you choose your life. So there was like this mutual respect there. And that's why I liked their relationship. So I was very bummed that they didn't end up together. But once again, I appreciated that they didn't blow her up. Mm -hmm. didn't kill her <laughs> she got to go live her life that she wanted to live <laughs> so i appreciate that all very very fair points and you're you're absolutely right she she chose to leave she chose her own life and and being mm -hmm. able to kind of do her own thing and and uh and so yeah so okay i respect that yeah yeah and she didn't blow up and <laughs> so yes. okay <laughs> she's definitely better i you know listening to you it yeah you make a lot of fair points and yeah she is definitely better than the uh in my than the first two that we got yeah the other whatever it doesn't matter yeah and then the <laughs> other ones they're all yeah. interchangeable pretty much yeah. i thought she was the only one that wasn't and i think they were trying to make her be a part of the show more and i think they were trying to make her be in game with her with him and I have a feeling, I don't know, I think Hillary Burton might have gotten another gig or something. Because to me, it always seemed like they were trying to write that, that they were going to end up together. But anyway, so let's talk about the finale, the season six finale. So you have, um, you know, you have Peter being sexy for Jen. Undercover, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> with, with, um, with Neil and... Mozzie and then stupid Matthew Keller's back and they're trying to take down the Panthers. I'm I sorry. <laughs> I know. The most elite group of thieves. The Panthers. Because, <laughs> you know, like the Pink Panthers, but then every time they I said Panthers, Panthers, I thought yes. they were talking football. I don't know why. <laughs> and then when you had the pink, it sounds, I mean, I'm sure it was supposed to be because of the Pink Panther that shows it was supposed to be, yep. but it was just kind of like Oh God! Anyway, I it, rolled it, my it's eyes. So silly! It's so silly. It is silly, but I still love the show. But it was eye rolling, and so they're and meanwhile, Neil and Mozzie are scheming on the side. They are working with Matthew, although they're actually working against him to steal some of the money that's going through this shoot. I don't understand, but so I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I kind of understood how that worked, but I'm like how does that go so fast? Isn't there going to be like this? I don't know. It's like when you go to the bank and you put this, yeah. you know, the bank teller and you put it in the shoot, except it's a very long shoot. Which and they're stealing all the money. <laughs> they're stealing oh all the money. And then Mozzie's down there being a mole person, as someone calls him, <laughs> in the subway system, like underneath the subway or something. And he's devised a plan they devised a plan that there's gonna be a little hole in part of that so they're gonna steal some of the money but only a little bit so it doesn't cause too much of an alarm and then elizabeth is very worried because you know she doesn't want anything to happen to her husband and these pink panther dudes are very dangerous 
And then there is a showdown between Neil and Keller. And Neil gets shot because Neil brings a gun, which Neil doesn't like guns. So that's a, whoa, what the heck is going on? And everybody thinks Neil dies. Um, Peter kills. Thank you, everybody, for killing Matthew Keller. Shoots him in the head. And then Neil is pronounced dead. You see him in a body bag, everything like that. La -da -da. Then it jumps forward a year, and Peter is still mourning the death, seeing Neil everywhere. He's got a son that he names Neil, of course. Of which, course. Of course. We all knew that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he sees Mozzie, and then he gets this random bottle of Bordeaux and this fancy wine, and then he's thinking, and he goes back to look at this key that was there, and he's like, oh. Those storage lockers. Why would there be those huge storage, not lockers, but storage crate yep. containers, containers? Thank you. Yep. And so he goes back there and figures out that all of it was a plan. Goes in there, sees that there was, you know, this dummy with a suit with a hole in it. He's been practicing it. So there weren't actually bullets in there. So Neil didn't die. And the last, and you see Peter smile when he realizes this. And then the last shot you see is the back of Neil doing the, hat and walking down in Paris where he's going to go find Sarah. That's not said, but that's what I put in there. <laughs> and they're going to live happily ever after. So Jen, what are your thoughts on the finale, which also is called Au Revoir, which I said that, I say that so bad. So sorry. <laughs> Au Revoir. Is it Au Revoir or Au Revoir? Au Revoir. No. Anyway. <laughs> What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> I loved it. I I loved the fake out death. I didn't fucking buy Neil being dead for no. a second. But Mozzie broke my heart, you know, when they're over the body and they're like, no, you know, and he's going down his conspiracy theory rabbit hole. You know, JFK, they switch the bodies, empty hearse, this and that. And then also I'm like thinking like Sherlock. I was like, oh, y'all pulling a Sherlock. Uh, but I loved it i was very disappointed that it took peter that long to get the key because he's had that key for a whole fucking year i know and not at one point did you look at it and go huh <laughs> i'm gonna go see what this opens now so i get you know elizabeth you know Elle's pregnant and you know he's got you know so he's mourning but he's also celebrating and it's a very conflicting time yeah sure i get it but homie, you are fucking F FBI agent and you've had that key I know. for a year. Anyways. I know. <laughs> no, so I agree. Silly. So silly. <laughs> Again, the show is so silly. And I, oh, it's just so much fun. But I loved it when he's kind of piecing it all together and everything. And, and then, yeah, we get the shot. And then, yep, um, Neil's got his hat because uh, and flipping, doing his little hat flippy tricks, which is just so cute. Oh my god, I, I swear, them. yeah, you're right. No one else can do the little nope. hat flippy flippy tricks, just Matt. And if yep. he has glasses, all the better. Oh, oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, quickly, anyone listening out there who's gonna cast Matt Bomer or anything, please always make sure he's wearing glasses. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's and then all. make gifts of them and then send them to yes, us. Lots of them. Yes. <laughs> so. Sorry, go I, I loved it so much. And then, you know, kind of reading some stuff online, you know, and people are like, oh, did Mozzie know? Did Mozzie know? Was he in on it? I think I, I don't. I think Mozzie found out later. I don't think he knew right away 
that the plan was to fake that Neil was going to fake his death. Um, hmm. I think he found out later uh, sometime in that, in that year. And so then when he's, he and Peter kind of have their little mini therapy session kind of talking about, Oh, I still see him here. And I still hear his laugh and like the subway. <laughs> I was like, what kind of laugh is that? <laughs> 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 okay. Maybe I'm not, sh shouldn't be one to talk, but so I feel like, I felt like maybe Mozzie didn't know initially to truly sell it, you know, although now kind of looking back, it maybe seemed a bit over the top. And so maybe Mozzie did know right away. And so kind of a bit over. anyways, in the end, I think eventually Mozzie did find out because that's, I think I just, I, that's what I think. Mozzie's the one that hit all the art from what season was that when they thought Peter blew up or Peter thought Neil blew up all the old art, oh, but it was Mozzie um, that saved it. It was season three because season two ended with that, with with um the art being there, but you didn't know until season three that it was Mozzie who did that in the beginning of season three. Yeah. Yep. So I kind of felt like, okay, so yeah, it so I'm like Mozzie knew at least at some point. Maybe not right away again to try and sell it, but I think eventually Mozzie knew. I think maybe Neil eventually contacted, and maybe Mozzie helped get the the wine to Peter to kind of help all that. Because now Mozzie's just like, well, I'm I'm beyond my conspiracies, and now I'm just in depression. And so they kind of make their little jokes about uh, uh, where what stages they're they're in and everything. And and I feel like that was for Peter. Not for Ma you know what I mean? Like Mozzie, he knows everything and he's just letting Peter know, like, I'm going to be okay now. I'm beyond, you know, I've, I've moved past the denial part and I'm working my way on and kind of allowing Peter to also maybe try and start moving on as well. And then yes. And then mystery wine, <laughs> a year old key and it all comes together. So, but I loved it. I, I don't care if it's tropey, the fake out death or whatever, you, you've got a show about a professional con man pulling heists and zigging when you think he's going to zag and all of this. So it was, it was perfect. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. I, I loved it too. I, you know, that's interesting about Mozzie because I think, I think Mozzie knew all along because I think that was, I think that was the whole plan from the beginning was that he was going to fake his death because in one of the episodes right before he kind of, you know, he even, and they even, they do it all the time on previously on White Collar, is, you know, Mozzie's talking to Neil about, you really think they're going to let you free, let you go free? Because that's the big thing also in season six is that Neil's going to finally get his freedom. And this has been promised to him quite a few times on the show. And, uh, and you know, and are you just doing this for the money kind of thing? And he's like, who says it's just about the money? And you, and Neil's got that clever look that he gets on his face. That's all sexy and crap. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's kind of like, I think that was planned from the beginning. And I remember when I first watching this one, this was the only season that I watched kind of live because all the other ones I didn't. And watching that final episode there you know i was like when he got shot i'm like oh that's fake and there was a part of me that thought he was actually working with peter 
And I thought Peter was in on it too, briefly. And I thought, oh, it was like blood squibs. And because, you know, Neil doesn't like guns. Neil wouldn't have a gun. That just doesn't make sense. And I was like, oh, and you can, I'm sure there are blanks in there. So, you know, Keller taking that woman hostage. There's no real threat there. He's not really going to kill her, all that kind of stuff. And we're going to see him like they're going to go down there and he's not going to be there or he's going to somehow have escaped before they see him in the hospital. And then when you see him in like, you know, on, in the body bag, there is a part of you that's kind of like, wait, did they really kill kill Neil? They can't kill, kill, kill. They can't kill. <laughs> that's very hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> they can't off Neil. <laughs> yeah. They can't kill Neil. Kill Neil. Um, they can't kill Neil. And but I was just like, no, no, no. He's got to be alive because it kept going and going and going. And then with them jumping ahead, and so I really did like that. I loved um, the scene with Peter and Mozzie when um, Mozzie's doing the little card tricks. I really liked that a lot. And Mozzie basically telling Peter the whole thing of what really happened during their whole exchange. And, you know, and there is this little glimmer in Peter's eye where for a second, it almost, I almost thought he was going to put it together then. And then he's like, but that's not what really happened. And then I like when he does. And I like that the little smile on Peter's face. Mm -hmm. And I do think, I honestly think he's just going to let that go and let Neil just be assumed dead. I don't think it'll be one of those where he's going to try and find Neil. I think he's just going to be like, okay, Neil, let me know. I think Neil wanted him to know. Oh, yeah. And so there wasn't like a moment of like Peter getting mad because he made him think he was dead. Nothing like that. So I, I liked I liked that a lot. And I liked the little seeing Neil do the hat trick one last mm -hmm. time, turn the corner, and then there's Sarah. That didn't happen. But <laughs> <laughs> in the fanfic version. In my version. <laughs> You know, you almost wonder, like, did Neil send the wine? Because he's like, dude, it's been a year. Where the fuck are you? Figure it out. Figure it out, man. I'm alive, okay? <laughs> yeah, because I don't know if it was that or he's just like, okay, I've given it a year. So everything's cooled off. I think I'm safe. Now I'll Oh, Or know. maybe he was giving Peter that year, like, you know, yeah. to be with the baby and the family and to focus on that because he still cares because he and Peter are secretly in love. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yes. What it is. Yes. <laughs> in Jen's fanfic, <laughs> Peter goes to Paris. <laughs> My very first fanfic is going to be about the show that I kind of like and it's super silly, but I just can't get over Neil and Peter together. I do. <laughs> Jen's first explicit fanfic featuring Peter and Neil in Paris. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. So, no, I, I liked it. I thought it was, and it's very, very highly rated on IMDb. It's got a 9.3 out of 10. So mm. it's a very loved finale because finales are hard to do. We've talked about that before. And I think this one is pretty perfect. And it's one of those that it wraps everything up, yet it doesn't at the same time. So it leaves it open. Like if you ever were to do, like, I don't think they should revive this show necessarily, but if you ever were to, you could, if you ever wanted to do a movie, I think that would actually be the better way to go with this. If you wanted to do that, you could easily do that or not. So it's like just a nice little way to wrap it up. So 
yeah, I liked it a lot. Okay, well, it's now time to play Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock, and someday we will eventually have the song. I know I promise this every week. It will happen. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Finn to reach out and help us with the music, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, come on, Finn. <laughs> Get with it, you know. Contact your friend Matt. <laughs> exactly. Have Matt, Matt Bomer can the- sing. <gasps> yeah. So Matt Bomer should sing with Carla. They can sing this song together. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. I love that. So, Matt Bomer, if you would like to talk to your friend Finn, <laughs> or Finn, if you more importantly, Finn, if you would like to talk to your friend Matt, you can get together and say, Matt, do you want to help sing this song all about me? <laughs> <laughs> and we know one of the lines is, you know, it's it's not fantastic, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'd love to hear Matt Bomer sing that. <laughs> God. And it needs to happen now. I want this to happen so badly now. So make this happen. Come on, universe, make this happen. When when I tag you in this episode, Matt, I'm sure you will listen. Totally. When you hear this and you want to sing a song about your dear friend, Finn, you know, then let us know. But we have a caveat with this. <laughs> Because Matt Bomer and Finn Wintrock have been in quite a few things together. They have killed each other in American Horror Story. <laughs> so that's why I am not letting Jen or myself use Matt Bomer to connect Finn Wintrock to White Collar. So Jen, who did you use to connect Finn to White Collar? I used Mozzie, of course. I used <laughs> Willie Garson because come on. And I, I love him so much. So, you know, I Willie Garson was also in this uh, classic 90s movie called uh, Soap Dish, if you've ever seen it. Oh, I love Soap Dish I so do too. much. Oh it's, my gosh, I love that It's so movie. fucking good. But he has, his acting credit on IMDb in Soap Dish is Nitwit Executive. So <laughs> I haven't watched the movie in forever. I used to own it on VHS, um, mm-hmm. but I would love to go back and do a rewatch. But anyways. Also in that movie is Robert Downey Jr., who is motherfucking Iron Man, who happens to be science bros with Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo, who was in the normal heart with Finn and Matt Bomer. (laughs) (laughs) You want to know something funny? Okay, because I did say we couldn't use Matt Bomer. I used Willie as well, and I did connect him to to Mark Ruffalo as well in a different way though and connected it to the normal heart so I because I used a few here so I'll just go over a couple here so I used Willie was in the movie Just Like Heaven which I love that movie uh, with Mark Ruffalo who was in the normal heart so that was really quick with Ben and another one I used Tim for another one Tim was in this show that I think I'm one of the only people, and I've used this one before. I know. I know I've used this show before, but still. He was in this show called The New Adventures of Old Christine with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And I'm like the only person on the planet, I think, that I know of that loves this show. I've watched it more than once. This used to be the show that I would watch. I'd watch it in the morning, and then I'd work out, or I'd I'd work out, and then I'd watch this while I ate breakfast. (laughs) I don't know if people really want to know this about me, but... That's what it's, but it's, I used to love that show. And also in that show, playing Julie, Christine's um, brother, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character's brother, was Hamish Linklater. 
And he's, and th that's when I started loving Hamish. He's so funny in that. And he was in a few things with Finn, but he was in Midsummer Night's Dream with Finn. Yes. And then really quickly, Sh Sheriff was in ER and Finn was in an episode of ER. And he looks like a little baby. <laughs> in that episode, little baby Finn. Little baby Finn. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, Finn, reach out to Matt. Matt, reach out to Finn. You two coordinate. <laughs> reach out to us. And reach out to Please. us. Slide in, <laughs> yes, slide into my DMs, both of you together. And <laughs> I mean this in a PG way, Jen. I don't. <laughs> okay. Slide into my DMs. I can hook you up with Carla in a PG way. <laughs> and Matt, since you love to sing, you and Carla can sing about. Finn, because I know you love your friend Finn, and you two can sing about Finn together. It'll be amazing. While Finn watches, that sounds really weird. I mean, a in a PG way, still is. It's getting less and less PG in, here, in a PG way. Okay, well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. So, Jen, my amazing podcast brain twin, if you want to tell everybody where they can find your wonderful podcast, My Streaming Bubble. Yeah, My Streaming Bubble can be found on almost all major uh, podcast platforms. Uh, and then you can follow the podcast, me, basically me, uh, on Twitter at Streaming Bubble or on Facebook and Instagram. I'm trying to do a little bit better about posting there. I'm not on there a whole heck of a lot. Uh, but you can still follow, find me there my, as my streaming bubble. So you should do that. And then don't forget, if you're already following, you're already listening, like, subscribe, share, leave a review, all those things. It's always helpful. And not just for my pod, but any indie podcast or any yes. indie creator that you love and you support. Uh, just make sure that the world knows how much you love and support me. I mean them. And <laughs> reading and reviewing god i feel like such a youtuber Ugh. hey guys hit that subscribe button but sorry i know i know the promo part i want to say everybody you know i've said before doing a pot and this is not a woe is me thing because this is an amazing platform it's great i get to i mean this is i get to watch shows and have a really great excuse to sit there and watch tv and movies constantly um, granted, I don't get to watch a lot of new stuff because I'm so into the podcast thing. So I know it's a blessing. It's great. It's wonderful. I love doing this, but it is a lot of work. And there are times when you can feel like you're shouting out to, into the void. So yes, it's great. So please, please, please. I love it when I get DMs from people who listen, um, from new listeners, people who discover the show with a certain episode and then go back and listen. I love that. I love getting that kind of feedback. Um, so yes, rate and review. I mean, it also helps the podcast because then sometimes people can see it, especially if you share it, share, 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 share. Mm -hmm. I want to say that is also the biggest way you can help an indie podcast is sharing episodes more than even rating and reviewing is sharing them. So people actually know, mm -hmm. you know, that the episode is, is out there. And then speaking of that and, and having new listeners, I want to give a shout out. And I want to say, if you listened to, if you're listening to this and you also listen to our Winona Earp episode, we have found our winner of the way hot pin and it was a brand new listener. 
Leah, and I just want to give her a shout out because she, she listened to the show and then played along with our bingo. She was the she got it in really quick. The show it hadn't been out, the episode hadn't been out that long. And she did say she appreciated that it was a podcast primarily from the female perspective. And so thank you so much for listening. And thank you to anyone who listens. So, yeah. And you can, and yeah, I guess I should tell you where you can find us too. So you can, <laughs> where, we, where people can listen. And yes, <laughs> yes. And we're, we're, and we're Matt Bomer can slide into my DMs. Just then. <laughs> <laughs> and then really quickly, speaking of Matt, did you do an episode about Matt Bomer or was it just, it was just. It was just about Doom Patrol, right? Just Doom Patrol. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When yeah. I, when uh, Eric and I, I think when we did season three, I kept, I mispronounced his last name for the entire episode. So during the editing process, I just wanted to smash my face on the desk every time it happened. And I'm like, I've got to try and cut some of these out because this is bad. It was so embarrassing. And I'm going on, oh, I love that. Incorrect last name. I love Matt. Incorrect last name. Like over and over. I'm like, how much can you fucking love this man if you can't even get his goddamn name right? It was so embarrassing. It was so cringy. But it, it, it I couldn't cut them all out. So it's still out there. I hate that. And, you know, and also, please be kind to us listeners. It's a lot. And, you know, there's a lot of work and a lot of you know, it's it's going to happen. We're human and we're going to forget things. Yeah. It happens to me all the time. I mispronounce things. So be nice to us when that happens. I think Matt will understand. When he slides into my hands <laughs> with Finn. <laughs> um, yes. But, but and, and you know, of course, I was on my streaming bubble talking about Finn Whitrock for almost two hours. Yes. Oh, God, that was so much fun. Okay, well, this is Erin. You can follow me on Twitter at E April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's on that and no, it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. On TikTok at it's a fandom thing pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, <clears throat> Matt Bomer. Feel free to reach out to us via our contact us button. And I am really proud of my interviews. I want to say everybody loves coming on here. I've had great compliments from a few people that I've interviewed recently that really just make my day. People say I make them feel comfortable. Um, pe some people have said it's the best interview they've ever done. I have a very hard time tooting my own horn, but I'm going to in this area. So even though I'm gushing about some of you, it doesn't mean I won't be professional because I will totally be professional. I pride myself on my interview skills. So if you want to be a potential interview guest, feel free to reach out to us via our contact us button on our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com or you can email me at Aaron at it's a fandom thing pod.com or our other email address. It's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com